It is Monday, the 20th of January, and this is the Monocle Minute. Today, how French President Emmanuel Macron is trying to benefit from the 50th edition of the World Economic Forum without leaving France. Then, what to keep an eye on when the world's most powerful gather in Davos from tomorrow. This year, the WEF is going back to its roots and exploring one of its founding principles, stakeholder capitalism. Don't stop listening. This dull and technical-sounding term actually describes something quite radical and powerful. I am Marcus Hippie in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. From tomorrow, the world's most powerful will descend on the Swiss town of Davos for the 50th edition of the World Economic Forum. The annual gathering of elites in Davos has offered French President Emmanuel Macron an opportunity to capitalize on the presence of so many industrial and political leaders on the continent. Therefore, he's organizing an event called Choose France. Florence Biedemann, AFP's London bureau chief, what exactly is Emmanuel Macron doing? So he has taken this opportunity to organize an event in France, which is called Choose France, to boost investment and foreign investments. I mean, since um, he started to be president more than two years ago, that has been his policy, like to try to to make it easier for business, to create a more business-friendly atmosphere. So he chose to organize this event, profiting of the presence of those people, but he's organizing it in France so that he gives the, the feeling to his people that he's acting for them while staying in Paris. What happens at this event? How do you sell France in one day? You, you showcase uh, your best products, I mean, uh, the, the products you're famous for. You, of course, present some startup, and it's kind of uh, one of the biggest expositions of the Made in France so far. You know, he will be presenting uh, a Peugeot car, or, which is a famous brand, or all those famous French brands, you know, all this French savoir-faire. And you are supposed to be convinced because you are a business leader and you, you come and see these concrete results and you are presented with this more flexible policy, labor laws in France or tax policies that are supposed to induce you to, to invest in France. This is not the first time President Macron is organizing this event. How successful have the previous ones been? Well, if you base yourself on the results of uh, the fact that France has overtaken Germany as the first uh, European country for foreign investments, maybe it had an effect. I mean, it's difficult to, to assess immediately after the event, you know, but I think he's trying and he has created uh, the idea, like an environment that is more, more business friendly, more investment friendly. And definitely the fact that he organized such events regularly is, is certainly playing a role in this, uh, in this sense. So why is not Emmanuel Macron going? to Davos, how does he feel about the event? I think it's not the first year he doesn't go and as France is in a kind of dire strait at the social level with the transport strikes going on since a while because there is a strong resistance to his pension reform plan, he rather have take a low profile and he rather be at home in this sense situation than, uh, you know, being seen on all TVs, shaking hands with uh, Donald Trump or with the richest uh, businessman of the planet. The idea is really for him to be seen in Paris, advocating his country in Paris rather than being in a, in a remote Swiss ski station. Florence Biedermann, thank you very much.
And now a view from Monocle's editorial floor, this time on what to keep an eye on at the World Economic Forum. From tomorrow, the world's powerful and prosperous will descend on the Swiss town of Davos for the 50th edition of the World Economic Forum. And what a week awaits them. This is one of the only events that can bring a crowd of billionaires, celebrities, activists and world leaders all together under one roof. Just look at the guest list. George Soros, Bollywood's Deepika Padukone, Greta Thunberg and Donald Trump are all slated to attend. This year, the WEF is going back to its roots and exploring one of its founding principles, stakeholder capitalism. Don't stop listening. This dull and technical-sounding term actually describes something quite radical and powerful. The idea that businesses should work for the interests of not just their shareholders, but also for their customers, employees and the communities they're part of, whether local or global. It's a fantastic idea. The only problem is that everyone has very different interests. It's hard to reconcile those of Chinese technology giant Huawei, whose founder Ren Zhengfei will also be at Davos, with those of environmental activists concerned about CO2 emissions. And how to bridge the gap between what the leaders of the IMF, also attending the WEF, think is best for an economy with those critical of its policies in Africa, South America and elsewhere. It's a tall order and there are no simple answers. But the annual Davos Forum, famous for bringing opposites together in the back rooms of the city's hotels and restaurants, may have a better chance of tackling these thorny questions than you think. For some inspiration on this and other issues that will be occupying those at Davos, make sure to pick up Monocle's special issue winter newspaper. Or tune in to Monocle 24 for liver coverage over the course of the week. Then elsewhere on today's agenda, just as the US and China signed a deal last week defusing trade tensions, a trial begins today in Canada over the extradition of Huawei CFO Meng Wanzhou to the US. The trial could last for months or even years. Meng was arrested in Vancouver a year ago on charges filed by the US, accusing her of fraud and violating US sanctions on Iran. Canada-China relations have deteriorated since. China has blocked the trade of Canada's key agricultural goods and detained two Canadians for more than a year in what many regard as a tit-for-tat action. Canadian political analyst Herschel Esrin says that the start of the trial will perhaps exacerbate the tensions but won't fundamentally alter the diplomatic reality. More important is that Canada keeps open its lines of communication with China. Last week, Toyota became the latest carmaker to invest in a business that's out to launch flying taxis, putting almost $400 million into the US-based company Choby. And Joby has also benefited from the largest of Uber. Daimler, meanwhile, has bet on the Volocopter project. The use of the term taxi may hint at a new era of democratic urban air travel, but that's nonsense. These taxis are cheap made helicopters that will let urban elites ignore the mass transit needs of the many. They will also allow city officials to turn a blind eye to the gridlock on their streets and add a new layer of noise to our skies. And the Vogue family is expanding. A new Singapore edition of the magazine is set to launch in the fourth quarter of this year. It will be the publication's 27th international title and comes on the heels of a Hong Kong edition launched in 2018. Read more about today's stories by subscribing to our daily email bulletin at our website. I am Markus Hippi. The Monocle Minute returns on Tuesday.